And I'm so thankful I have him because there are things he shows me that I would not know and would not know how to navigate the world without him. But he was telling me, so we were going through all the stuff on Apple Watches and he was like, there's this walkie-talkie app. And I was like, what? And um, he was talking to me about it and he was like, yeah, you can like add people and you can like walkie-talkie if you're like close to them. And I was like, I'm going to walkie-talkie your butt in the apartment all the time, like, hey, it's dinner time. (laughs) Walkie-talkies used to be my jam. Dude, I know. Walkie, oh. Um, Actually, we should probably say hi. (laughs) Yeah, we should probably say hi before we keep talking about walkie-talkies. Okay, hold on. Pause. Hi, everyone. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to You Can Live Anytime with myself, Olivia. And I'm Annika, the practicing gay, and we just wanted to say hi before our intro got to be longer than the actual podcast. Yeah, we would have kept going. <laughs> no, dude, walkie-talkies when we were kids. I, oh, yeah, it was like, I had a bunch of land, like my house is on 10 acres, the house that I grew up on, and so my best friend who lived next door to me when I was younger, and I used to like use walkie-talkies and, like, go on adventures throughout my land and then, like, walkie-talkie each other about what we found. Mm -hmm. Did you ever try the whole, like, like, cans and connect them by a string? Have you ever, did you ever try that as a kid? No, I don't think I tried that. Like, I don't think I actively sought out doing that because I just had a walkie-talkie. That's kind of nice. Mallory and I, my sister, um, Mallory, she's my younger sister. We're a couple years apart, but we oddly get along really well. Um, I love her to death. We, God, we get so bored. And I remember us trying that once, but I don't think we did cans. We did like solo cups. Oof. Um, <laughs> and I don't even think, I, I think the traditional thing is, is you take a can, like two cans, you like drill little holes and then you tie the strings on the inside of the can. And we did yeah. solo cups, and we taped the strings on the bottoms, which I was like, "Oh, that's- honey, that's not gonna work." Nope, not at all. So, um, we attempted, but yeah. So he told me about that, and I was like, "I'm gonna walkie-talkie you all the time, and I'm gonna have way too much fun with it in our tiny apartment where I could barely raise my voice to say anything, and he'd probably hear me." But oh yeah, yeah, so- catch up. You guys got an apartment. It's time for the new segment, Mustard and Ketchup, where we catch up with each other. Okay, you got an apartment. Catch up, yes. Okay, Um, for those of you who maybe don't know me, um, my boyfriend, Andrew, who I've mentioned before and will continue to mention, um, we've been dating for an absurd amount of time. That sounds bad, the way I say it, but it's just, I tell- No, you guys have been. For how old you are- the yeah. amount of time that you guys have been dating is rather incredible. Yeah. Well, it's funny. His mom always, when we talk about, we're like, oh yeah, we've been dating over nine years. And she's like, you haven't been dating that long. And I'm like, 
okay, well, we've been exclusive. We've been friends for over nine. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I know it was in middle school, but I wasn't kissing other boys. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? I don't know, whatever. Like, I get her what point. What do you want from me? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, I get her point. Like, yeah, in middle school, like, our relationship started out a very middle school way of, like, hi, I think you're cute. Hi, I think you're cute. Let's date. And then it just evolved to the point where we were both like, as we got older, we we're like, I like you as a person. So like, I get her point, but I don't even remember where I was going with this tangent. Oh yeah. Catch up where we got our first place together, which is really exciting. We haven't just because of school. Um, Andrew's been doing the do and working and he really loves his job. And um, I just finished my master's degree, which took, you know, all of my schooling took a while. So it just wasn't in the cards and now it is. So that's exciting. Um, and that's going to happen in a couple weeks. There's hey. talk of a podcast nook in our apartment, which I'm very excited about. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I got to make my own setup right now. I have kind of a, a janky setup with, a the ep- equipment that I have. But. I mean, at least you have a table. I'm Y'all, yeah. in fact, I'm literally sitting in my bed with my laptop on my legs. <laughs> if you follow us on Instagram, you can get some behind-the-scenes looks at our living spaces. So follow us on Instagram at you can live anytime. Um, or you can follow us on Twitter. Um, and it's you can live any because their Twitter says only 15 characters. So also, very important, we just discovered that we're on Apple Podcasts. We did not know this. Yes. Um, and Apple Podcasts, you can rate us. Mm. So if you're one of our dedicated listeners that we love so dearly, go and rate us on Apple Podcasts, even if that's not where you listen to it. Just, like, give us five stars. Maybe leave us a comment. Yeah. Write a review. That would be really cool. We'd appreciate feedback and again if you guys have thoughts you want to share with us you can send us a direct message instagram you can tweet at us comment um anywhere which would be really awesome um okay so catch up what's going on with you what's new um not much uh other than just kind of been working through stuff with my knee since i heard it last time i talked a little bit about that on the last podcast Mm -hmm. um I've been cooking and baking. Those cookies that I made turned out real good. Dude. Sadly, I didn't get to eat most of them because I sent them to Liz, who I love dearly, and I hope that she's enjoying them. But didn't I saw they look so good? Them. Oh, my God. I was like, I don't know how to bake, so I can't swap with you. Maybe I need to learn. Yeah, um, no one took me up on my bake swap, so I guess I'm just going to have to make all my cookies for myself. I would bake swap with you, but I need to learn how to bake because I'm just going to send you like basic chocolate chip cookies. If that's I would like, love basic chocolate chip cookies. Okay, cool. I mean, they'd be made with love, but... Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. Wait, guys, really quick. Um, For our other segment, Oh Crap, We Forgot. Um, I wanted to do... I just wanted to say really quick, last week, um, it was brought to my attention that some of the stuff I talked about um, in my story about Mary Vincent is um, there are some things brought up in there that can be really traumatic to others. Um, and I did not think about the fact that I should pre-warn people before I talk about it and give people kind of a trigger warning of the things that'll be talked about. 
Um, so I just wanted to apologize for that um, and let you all know that we put in the description of that episode, um, hey, trigger warning, but from now on, especially if I decide to share murders in the future, um, definitely going to put that in there. Um, and I definitely just as a future reference, if I do talk about murder stories, um, usually those things are pretty graphic. So just as kind of like a catch-all phrase at the beginning of the podcast, but I will um, let y'all know if there's anything overly violent or if there's anything triggering that I might be talking about. So I apologize. We're going to fix that for the future. Um, so I just wanted to make sure I brought that up. Yeah, it's just a part of our learning and growth process. You know, we've obviously never made a podcast before, so we're figuring it out as we go along a little bit, more or less. Um, but what we have figured out, more or less, is this whole switching off topic things. Mm. So without further ado, I have a topic that I would like to discuss <laughs> this week. You can see I'm already getting really excited about it. Um, <laughs> last week, if you listened, um, you got a big hint on what it's going to be. And um, that topic would be women's soccer, specifically the U.S. Women's National Team and the National Women's Soccer League. Um, anyways, so <laughs> Olivia knows more or less how much I love soccer but Olivia does not know very much about soccer. So that is very um, true. So how I got into soccer, I'm a relatively new soccer fan. In fact, before I graduated college, um, I did not know very much about any sports at all, period. I knew enough to get by at football because I was on my high school drill team. And so I, had to be present at every single high school football game um, for three years in high school. So I like know more or less the plays and things in high school or in football. And then I know a little bit about hockey because we went to a hockey college. And mm -hmm. so sometimes I would get dragged along to hockey games. So I know enough to get by at a hockey game, mm -hmm. but like soccer is the first sport and like sport sport that I have really dove into dove into the waters of <laughs> um uh, I remember when you first started getting into soccer and I felt like it came from left field a little bit huh. left field huh? mm -hmm. um because it definitely wasn't something you were into when we lived together but it's been really cool to watch you develop a love for it and really get embedded in that community. And I think that's the great thing with talking about like topics we love is that every topic has a community built around it. And it's been really, really cool, like watching you grow into that love and that community, which is why I've always been, even though I don't know anything about women's soccer, um, that's what I've really loved watching. Oh, wait, sidebar nation really quick because Annika and I talked about this at our weekly meeting. Um, we wanted to give you guys a catch-up on, oh, crap, we forgot. Um, we have decided we're not going to curse. We want to make this podcast oh. PG. So if you happen to have children, or maybe you babysit, or maybe you just, like, clean podcasts, we're going to be Or maybe you want to listen to this with your parents, and your parents aren't into that. That's true. So... 
We apologize. There all might all have... ages. Yes. This we podcast apologize. is for all ages. Um, but last... I will talk about gay stuff. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, last week there might have been a couple of bad words, only because, you know, murder is messed up. But um, from here on out, we're going to really try to keep it clean. So we wanted to give you an update. Okay, back to our main topic of the week. Back to Soccer. our main topic of the week and also the gay stuff. So, anyways, I got into soccer because I'm gay, basically. That's the gist of it. So, um, right when I moved to the D.C. metro area, which is where I'm living right now, um, I had one of my best friends from college, who also happens to be a lesbian, come out and visit me. And my friend, Mackenzie, um, she was really obsessed with Kelly O'Hara. Because if you don't know the story, Kelly O'Hara, before the World Cup, which obviously happened this summer, and the U.S. Women's National Team won the World Cup for the second time in a row, um, she had previous to the World Cup not been out at all. And then in the finals of the World Cup, as like a celebration, she kissed her girlfriend that no one knew she had. And it was like a statement of like, you don't need to like come out verbally and just like live your relationship and so my friend Mackenzie was like super obsessed with this she was like this was handled perfectly I love Kelly O'Hara so much like oh my god and so when she came up to visit me that weekend after I had just moved in um she was like sharing her love of soccer with me and we were talking about like all the f- wonderful women super strong um a lot of really incredible icons for the LGBTQ community, like people you've heard of, Megan Rapino, probably, um, Ali and Ash, who just got married this past December, their teammates and now wife and wife. Um and just like how incredible of like a team that is. And so I started also uh hold up. Mackenzie actually just FaceTimed me and I need to tell her that I'm recording my podcast so that she doesn't think I'm ignoring her. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, kind of going off of that, like for me, even not being a soccer fan, like I know the name Abby Wambach. Like that is someone, that is a name I recognize. I actually, for like a leadership project in college, I think maybe my sophomore year, um, my team, we all had to pick like famous like athletes that were leaders, and we picked Abby Wambach for our presentation. I think it's like in deep in my Google Drive, but but she was also, you know, very is outspoken about her queerness um, mm-hmm. and her and her wife and their kids, um, but. Anyways, so after this weekend where I had had this introduction to the wonderful queer world of women's soccer, um, I got, like, really into it. And as I mentioned, I lived in the Metro D.C. area, so I have access to a league team that plays here in D.C. So I was able to go to some games here in D.C. Um, I... And then at the beginning of March, I went up to New York to see the U.S. Women's National Team play in the She Believes Cup. 
So this was like the last weekend before lockdown started. And I literally had like the best time of my life. I drove up to New York all by myself because none of my friends that live in the DC area are into soccer. Um, and so, and I watched them play and it was like the coolest thing I had. I spent a little bit more money because I knew how much I cared about it. And I was in the second row and I was like 15 feet away from Megan Rapino when she took corner kicks. And it was like, it was honestly the coolest thing in the world. And I have to tell you, I chose my seat on the right side of the field because, you know, who plays on the right side of the field? Do I know? Would you like to take a guess, Olivia? Um, I would be really appalled if it wasn't Emily Sonnet. <laughs> You're so right. It's Emily Sonnet. <laughs> um guys I don't know um obviously we both have private Instagram pages where we talk about our own lives and not the podcast um and any uh, pretty much every other story of Annika's on Instagram is about Emily Sonnet but it's my close friend story like you guys get to know that kind of stuff that is true that is true well but I love the story of you going to New York because I remember you talking about it and how you really wanted to go, but nobody could go with you. And I, I, and I don't think I've ever told you this, and maybe I have, but that is like one of the most brave things I think I've ever actually witnessed someone doing. Like, I think so many people would be intimidated to go and do something like that by themselves. That's something that a lot of people are like, I don't know, I don't think I would ever do that by myself. Um, but again, I'm definitely someone who likes company and I just think that was so brave of you to just like go and experience it and do it on your own terms. And I thought that was so awesome of you. And I don't know. I just, I remember you telling me about that and I was like, wow, like that's something I really admire and look up to because I couldn't do that. So I don't know if I've ever told you that, but I think, I also think it highlights that you can like have fun by yourself by yourself and I think we forget that I okay I have two things to say first of all I guess three things actually because first of all thank you like that's a really big compliment that you think of me that way <laughs> but second of all personally I think that company is only beneficial if you know that your company is having as good of a time as you are mm. and so like the thing about it being a trip specifically for soccer if I had taken someone that wasn't into soccer, I almost would have felt like bad about it or like ashamed mm -hmm. about how much I was into soccer because like, especially depending on who I was able to take, if I was able to take anyone, like if how they reacted to my enthusiasm about soccer would like make or like really, really break the deal of that weekend. That makes sense. That really The makes other sense. thing is that my life model it motto is you are your own best friend and like I truly believe that because only you know everything that you find like funny and so sometimes I just like make my inside jokes with myself <laughs> like they're true inside jokes you know I guess that is true like there are little things like I kind of giggle at my own weird mannerisms and stupid little stuff but I do. 
also like you are the only person that knows every single reference that you know like yeah you can have friends that know like a lot of the references that you Mm -hmm. know but like if you watch a tv show and i don't and something that happens reminds you of some tv show that you've watched maybe you find it funny because you've watched that tv show but i don't find it funny that's true you know yeah Okay, anyways, we took kind of a tangent. I got to get back to talking about my my ladies. Um, So anyways, let's see, where am I? Oh, also the New York game that I went to was the second in a string of three games. And the third game in that string of three games is the game, I don't know if you saw any of these pictures, Olivia, but the game where the players wore their warm-up jerseys inside out um, to hide the U.S. crest, the U.S. soccer crest on their jerseys because it was the day that the U.S. soccer released their statement um, saying that they wouldn't be endorsing the equal pay uh, lawsuit that the women were bringing forward. And so it went to court, um, which, and recently it was denied by federal, not the federal court, uh, court in California. And mm. so they're going to appeal it, but that's been a long, hard battle. Another thing that's really, really, really noteworthy about this team and what they're fighting for the equal pay lawsuit. And I know we don't want to get too sidetracked into this because we could do probably a whole podcast on all of the trials and tribulations of this team and the equal pay lawsuit and what they're Mm. fighting for and how even them winning a world cup and doing it under so much pressure, so many doubts, so many people saying, oh, the back line's not strong enough. Oh, they shouldn't be celebrating as much as they do. Oh, they're not a very humble team. Like, well, of course they're not. They're the best team in the world. Like, they know that. They know what they're Mm. fighting for. But I know we don't want to take too long on that. But any any thoughts that you you have from the outside, kind of? Yeah, and I think this is something we kind of brought up um, when we talked a little bit about before and didn't get into the nitty-gritty just because we wanted to talk about it here, but, and again, we don't want to get too political or anything like that, but I also think Annika and I both come from backgrounds of, we were both raised by very strong, supportive parents that told us that we could do anything, and that if we worked hard enough, um, you know, we would get to where we wanted to be, and we live in a world where women have voices, and that we are allowed, and we and not allowed, that's not even the right word, but that the world is finally waking up and going that just because we're different genders doesn't mean that we need to be treated, you know, differently all the time. And I think, you know, for me as an outsider, I go, I don't know anything about men's soccer because I've never really seen them do anything in the World Cup. No offense, no shade. Like, they haven't done anything in the World Cup since, like, before we were born. Well, exactly. And I... I've watched several. Don't quote US- me on that. If anyone, if anyone knows actual when the last time the men's team went to the World Cup, don't quote me on that. But anyways, no, no, no keep yeah. going. But like, I know. Again, I'm not a soccer person. I was not raised soccer, but my family watches the World Cup, like the Women's World Cup, every time it rolls around because the women's team is so good. And the fact that we're bringing in that kind of money and that kind of notoriety around the world for our women's soccer team and they're not getting paid the same as men like that's just ridiculous that does that just doesn't like it does even if it was 
I don't know, I can't even equate it to another sport, but like, let's turn the tables and say, like, a women's team was making more than the men, but the men were the one winning all the championships. I'd be like, well, pay the men equal, at least equal, but if they're the one bringing all the money and the notoriety in, like, again, I'm not saying that, it's Well, and it's kind of the same argument with, like, with, like, motherhood, which, like, obviously mothers need that sort of, like, treatment there but in our society we don't do enough to like give the father equal access to parenting like Mm -hmm. there is no real paternity leave like there's no Mm -hmm. like when you think of the PTA like the parent teacher association like at school you don't think of a bunch of dads being on it you think of a bunch of moms being on it like Mm -hmm. there's not that kind of same equal like you very rarely see stay-at-home dads you almost always see stay-at-home moms and so that's why it's not always like us like gender equality isn't just like Mm. women need to be equal to men it's also like men need to be equal to women oh and like different in a different way oh I agree I remember in elementary school there was a male teacher I think he was he was a fifth grade teacher And I remember, like, even as a little kid, he took paternity leave, and I remember everyone making fun of him for it, because his wife had a baby. And I'm like, uh, like, uh, yes, women need a maternity leave, not only to bond with their child, but to let their bodies heal, but men need that too. Like, parenting mm -hmm. is... And I shout out to single parents out there. My dad did it for quite a while. Like you can do it. But I also, you know, they always say it takes a village to raise a child. And if you have the ability where you have two parents, like I totally think men should get paternity leave. That bonding, that family time, Mm -hmm. it's really important. It only comes around once. And so I totally, I think that's, I, but that's the vision of equality. And I think it gets so muddled sometimes. Yes. And like, if you are a believer in true equality, then you're a believer that, as you said, like the women's U.S. soccer team should get paid just as much as men. And men should be able to take paternity leave when, you know, him and his wife have a baby and like those sorts of issues. Like it's, it's yeah. So, yeah. So uh, more on the, so going back to more of the thing of soccer, like when it gets down to it, I'm with you. I think women the women's teams are the ones that are winning winning not just being a part of the world cups they're winning 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 the world cups and they were set well I don't want to jinx anything not that this tiny podcast would jinx something but (laughs) like they were on the road to winning the olympics 2020 which of course got postponed to olympics 2021 um but you know and then they would be the first team to ever win World Cup and Olympics back to back. Yeah. Well, and I think I think it's just really disheartening. Oh, what it boils down to, I think, is that it's really disheartening in this day and age. Mm-hmm. That when we feel like we've made so many strides forward. Mm-hmm. That the U.S. Am I getting this right? The U.S. National Like Soccer League or the 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 what U.S. Is, Soccer Federation that they're is not the, like governing body. Yeah, that they're not supporting that, and they're not supporting their players. Like that's gonna hurt you in the long run. And granted, there's a lot of politics, and I don't know, I don't know nothing. Yeah. But as a very outside source, like you just go, yes, I 
we talk about it all the time, like our bodies are made differently. We have different kinds of capabilities. Like men in general are built to be very, very strong. And, you know, men can usually carry heavier things than women, but also women can pop out human beings. Babies. So like human we, beings, human beans, human beans. beans. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like each gender and every kind of person in between that spectrum has their strengths and oh, we should support each other oh. we really should and also gender is a social construct but that's a complete True. other oh girl topic for another day oh, and we're girl. gonna move on we're gonna stay on soccer we're gonna Sorry. play the first yes. game of the night this is a rapid fire this is a rapid fire game <gasps> oh, for no. you oh, olivia god. oh no this is called guess that soccer term oh god insert theme song here wow. anyways um, okay, so what's going to happen is I'm going to give Olivia a soccer term, and she's going to, as quickly as she can, come up with a definition about what she thinks this could be. Oh, God. And I'll tell her if she gets it right or if she gets it wrong. They're okay, first one. Wrong. Nutmeg. That's a spice, girl. <laughs> that I'll is tell a... you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what, what you really, really want. want. <laughs> That's the Spice Girls. No. What is a it nutmeg in soccer? In soccer is a pass that goes between an opponent's legs. So it's usually done to get around a defender. They'll pass it to themselves and they'll pass it through their opponent's legs. And then the opponent has to like turn around. Why and is they someone's can't. legs open enough for that? You know, I don't know. Ask Tobin Heath. That's her signature move. Girl, are y'all walking around to, like your ladders? No, but it's like you they like take a stance to like get low on oh, the field I guess that and their legs sense. are kind of like open. I never played contact oh, neither of us played contact <laughs> sports like we're not good sports. people. Okay, okay, go. Sorry. Okay, next one. A hat trick. Oh, 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 I know this, but I don't. Is it a hat trick when you get like two goals in a row or something like that? I've heard it before. Or is it three? Is it three? It's yeah, you're close. It's three goals in a game for a single player. Okay. So okay. you're thinking about 2015, the yes! final Carly Lloyd scored a hat trick. Oh my god, it was so cool. Um, okay. Sorry. Next one. A chip. Are we talking about like when you chip a tooth? You know, chip off the old block? I don't know. <laughs> a chip is like a type of kick of the ball where it is very lofted. It goes very high. And you kind of like think about it like like a scoop, a scoop of the ball. Like an ice cream scoop? Yeah, but you're like scooping the ball. Okay. Kristen Press loves to chip the ball into the goal. So just like scoop it up and then the goalkeeper can't even reach it. That we love Kristen Press. Difficult. Continue. Okay. Next one. I have two more. Okay. Actually, I think I have three more. We'll save the dip most difficult one for last. Across. Across? Is that when you go across the players? Not, well, like, if you scoot across the field? No. Okay. It's when the ball gets passed from the outside of the field towards the inside of the field. So I'm kind of right. You're kind of right, but the players don't move. It's just the ball. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, a brace. You wear those on your joints. You do. 
but it's something else as well and you actually guessed it earlier I did is it when it gets stuck in between your feet or (laughs) maybe another player's feet no it's two goals in a game for a player oh man so a hat trick is three goals in a game and a brace is two goals in a game well why can't if so if three goals in a row is a hat trick why can't two goals be like a scarf i don't know (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) last one most difficult one that even I'm not sure I understand. And I've been watching soccer for how many months now? Like nine. Great. Offside. Well, isn't there like a line in the middle? And then if you are offsides, you're not on the correct side of the field. That's what it sounds like. Well, because you know, in football, okay, I know football because there's the, yeah, okay, tell me. Because if you don't know, then I don't know. Okay. An offside. A player is in an – I'm just – I got this definition offline because okay. it's hard for me to even explain. Off the line. A player is in an offside position mm-hmm. if he or she is nearer to the opponent's goal line than both the ball and the second-to-last opponent. So, basically, the best way to see it on the field is, like, this isn't always the case, but it usually is the case. If the ball is being passed into – a forward, someone who's trying to score, and they're in front of the defenders, like they're closer to the goal than the actual defenders on the opposite team. And sometimes this does happen because they're like long balls, and so the defenders aren't even ready for them to come in. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be called offsides. So there have been goals that are scored, and then afterwards the point is taken away because the player was in an offside position. It's like basically giving the opposing team a fair shot of stopping the ball before it goes in the goal. Okay. You don't have to understand it, but it's so really confused. I feel like if I could, if somebody, if I could like draw you some diagrams or like show you some things. I like diagrams. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that after this podcast, but right now it's Mm -hmm. time to move on to our main segment. I'm so excited about this, guys. I was brainstorming ways to make soccer really interesting, both to people who are listening and also for Olivia to, like, pitch in because she doesn't know a lot about soccer, and I wanted to make sure that she got to, like, say things. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the 11 positions on the soccer field, and this is me going by – kind of the U.S. Women's National Team's current standard um, lineup, which is a 3-3-4-1. So that means there are three players playing the front line, three players playing the midline, four players playing the back line, and, of course, one goalie. So, and all of these spots are numbered, 1 through 11. So we're going to go through each position, and based on the characteristics that I tell Olivia each position kind of has to have, and maybe some of the players that play in those positions – we are going to assign a pizza topping to that position. Now, I want to make sure that we're clear. Olivia and I are not trying to make one coherent pizza. We talked about this mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. We think it's more important that we accurately match player descriptions to a pizza topping than we make a coherent pizza. Mm-hmm. 
we want to be like super fair plus 11 toppings on a pizza is like a lot to make coherent that would be such a wet pizza (laughs) like do you but when you think about no matter if you're a vegetarian or if you like meat on your pizzas if you had one it would like sink through the crust i worked at a pizza Mm -hmm. place for a while i've watched people put way too many toppings on a pizza and it would also like not hold up like you couldn't like pick it up it would just it would be heavy and like fall down what's the point so that's what we've decided is that we might create some like parallels between players and their positions Mm. like multiple players and their positions to create like a coherent shape in like one part of the field you guys will get the hang of it we're just gonna start so we're gonna start with the number one position the number one position is the goalkeeper which i think is pretty self-explanatory we all know basically what a goalkeeper does they guard the goal they're the only player that gets to use their hands on the field their big moments like what you know them for are often coming on penalty kicks because that's when Mm. like all of the focus is on them so that's like no other players are even moving on the field it's one kicker and the goalie um current goalies on the u.s women's national team are Alyssa Nair, Ashlyn Harris, Adriana Franch, past goalies. We all know Hope Solo, Brianna Scurry, arguably mm-hmm. the best goalie of all time. Um, anyways, so what are we thinking the goalkeeper is? I'm thinking the goalkeeper is like something that keeps the pizza safe and maybe even like a sacred ingredient on pizza, mm. which is why my nomination is like fresh mozzarella. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <gasps> because it's something oh, you know, but it's it's something you know and that's familiar and that's a base to a pizza. But if you didn't have it on a pizza, what's the point? I mean, like you could make a pizza without it, but like with it, you know, like if you walk into a pizza place and you order a pizza that's just the tomato sauce and the fresh mozzarella like balls that are like melted mm-hmm. on the pizza you know that's gonna be like a good pizza mm-hmm. okay so okay. Ding, ding, ding. goalkeeper goalkeeper ding 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 fresh mozzarella are we keeping track of this list yeah i am okay sweet okay next one we have the number four and the number five which are symmetrical positions on the field the number four and the number five also known as center backs they are the last line of defense basically before the goal um they're strong stoic players and the rest of the team is like built on their backs if you don't have those two players like really keeping the goal safe then obviously you're never going to win because other teams are going to score on you all that they want Mm -hmm. um they rarely move forward. They rarely move past half field because they're really there to keep that backside of the field guarded. Mm-hmm. Um, they are often quiet, often very underappreciated, but often big heroes of the field. Um, our current center backs are most often Becky Sauerbrunn and Abby Dahlkemper. Other incredible from the past, what am I saying? Center backs, Heather mm-hmm. O'Reilly. Chrissy Rampone, Carla Overbeck. Mm. So. Two items come to mind for me, especially if we're doing these as a pair. Like, things that I think are classics and that make a pizza 
but maybe people don't think about. Um, and one of these actually isn't on our list that we're like referring to. Um, or I guess kind of like Italian seasoning slash oregano. Like mm. it, like people don't think about it, but it can really kick a pizza up. Um, my other one, I think that people don't think about, but it's a great pizza topping, is mushrooms. Ooh. It's like so underappreciated, but I, I love a classic like pepperoni sausage mushroom pizza. I feel like if we're going to do like kind of those classic flavors mm-hmm. that everyone needs to be built around, maybe yeah. we make our two center backs like mushroom and onion. Because I feel okay. like onion is another flavor that like any other flavor could be built on. That's true. But That's it's also like very, it like guards a pizza's integrity. Mm. Yeah. I also think we got to throw in there um, pepperoni. Pepperoni is one of the most classic pizza toppings. Here's the thing though. To me, pepperoni says popular. And I really True. think that the, the center backs are very like underrated on the team because you don't hear their names as often as you hear like the names of the people who are scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm cool with that. I like mushroom and onion. I can get on that. Okay. Let's get on that. Mushroom and onion. Cool. Okay. Now we're moving out to the two and the three, which are our wing backs. They're also symmetrical on the field. So these are defensive players, but they play on that on the flanks of the field, on the outsides of the field. Um, they usually play wide. They protect the sides of the field. So other runners, you know, are coming down the sides of the field as well from the opposite team. They got to protect that. They can also assist with protecting the center when it's needed. Um, you know, sometimes they'll do two defenders on one offender to really make sure they get that ball away from them. These players will often move up and down the sides of the field to help with offensive plays or put in crosses to the center of the field. We talked mm-hmm. about crosses. Um, so players include Love of My Life, Emily Sonnet, <laughs> Kelly O'Hara, Crystal Dunn. I do, if you know soccer, I do want to make a disclaimer that I'm using players' positions on the U.S. Women's National Team because I know that Crystal Dunn plays forward other teams for her league team. But on the U.S. Women's National Team, she plays a wing back. And Allie Krieger, Tierna Davidson, past players include Megan Klingenberg and Brandy Chastain. So these are players that are, like, they mostly play defense, but they've got to get those, like, runs up the field going. Hmm. So maybe someone you don't, I also think that these players, this is what I want to, mostly because I really think of Kelly O'Hara as spicy. She's like a spicy player. Like, they will tackle that ball away from people. Okay. Well, if you're going spicy, you got to go with chorizo for one of those. Mm. We could do chorizo. I mean... We could also take, like, spicy literally and go jalapeno. That's a good one, too. Got jalapeno, chorizo. I mean, there are two. Um, Let's see. Anything else that's, like, very, like, it keeps the party going? Really? I think especially because even, like, you, what stood out to me is, they're technically defensive players, but they also help with offensive things. Mm -hmm. So they're, it's kind of like a two for one deal. Mm, Yeah. 
you know? So I feel like jalapenos, great on pizza. You can also put them in a margarita. Yeah, they're very versatile. Chorizo, you can put on pizza. You can also put it in a burrito or a breakfast taco, one of Annika's favorite things in the world. Oh my God, I love breakfast tacos. That could be an episode by itself. That's accurate. We could do like, never mind. I got an idea for another segment of our podcast. Tune in. Keep tuning in, guys. Okay, so we're going to go with jalapeno and chorizo. Yeah. Okay, next. We have the number six and the number eight. Okay. These are symmetrical players in the field most of the time. In a 3-3-4 in a three, three, formation, which is what we're going on, these are symmetrical players on the field. Okay. And these are the right and left midfielders. So they're somewhat similar to those wingbacks, except mm-hmm. they play a bit higher up the field. Um, they often pull out wide to attract defenders and allow for the central field to open up so balls can come through. Um, some of the busiest players on the field as they drop back to help with defense with ne- when needed and run forward to help offense with needed. They set tempo of the game. So like if they're just like, if they're not holding the ball, they're trying to get that ball forward or, you know, away from a different player who already has it on the other team. Um, They like, they go quick. They grab it, throw it, not throw it, kick it. And they are big playmakers. So they're often the people sending in crosses or sending the ball directly to the feet of the forward. They're also usually very good with their head. A lot of them head like headers. Mm Mm-hmm. Into the goal. <laughs> I wish y'all could see Anna. <laughs> I'm pretending to do a header. So current right and left midfielders, these are probably some of the names you've heard a little bit more, include Lindsay Horan, Rose Lavelle, Sam Mewis, Morgan Bryan, and past great midfielders include Shannon Fox, Julie Foudy, and Christine Lilly. Hmm. So here's the thing about midfielders is that midfielders are the players that run the most during the game because they literally are in charge of the whole field they're not just in charge of the backfield they're just in charge of the front field they're in charge of like the whole field okay I don't know I think you said something that kind of like you said they pack a punch Mm. and that my mind automatically goes to like pesto and when you get pesto on a pizza, when you get pesto on a pizza, you're going to have an experience unlike anything else. I Personal think, opinion. I think you're right. And I know there are some people who don't like pesto, but pesto is like a game-changing ingredient. Mm-hmm. Another game-changing ingredient that I want to bring up because I recently really had a change of feeling towards it is artichoke. Okay. And pesto and artichoke go well together. A pesto and artichoke go really well together, I Mm -hmm. feel like. And artichoke has, like, like a meaty flavor without being meat. Yes. So I almost feel like that's, like, the perfect description of, like, a midfielder. Like, they have the meaty flavor of both the the forwards and of the defenders, but they're Mm -hmm. not actually meat. Okay, I like that. Okay, I like pesto that. and artichoke. Yeah. We're doing so well. No okay. I want pizza. That's why I had pizza for dinner, because I was thinking about it. I heated up some pizza rolls. 
But then I ate them too quickly. Oof. Makes me sad. Oof. I know. Okay. The 10. Okay. The 10 is the central midfielder. Very important in connecting the defense to the offense, and their game is to drive the ball forward. They are very capable of scoring goals, but they are also very capable of defensive moves to win the ball from the other team. Usually very intense players. Names such as Julie Ertz, Lauren Cheney, or Lauren Holiday now, and Michelle Akers. So, like, they are, like, when you think of Julie Ertz, who is our current center midfielder, you, like, think of a fighter. Okay. That's why, for your consideration. Okay. Okay, so I have two different ways I could go on this. Okay, okay. I think you either need something that has, like, a very intense flavor, Mm -hmm. like, and people could be yay or nay on this, like, anchovies. Okay. Or, kind of in the same direction, like, something that's very, like, it fights for, it has to fight for its spot on pizza, like, pineapple. Okay. Those are my thoughts, but you can say whatever you want. <laughs> Maybe you have better ideas than I do. Um, I think one of the first things that came to mind, I don't, I don't know. Because now we're getting down to things where I'm like, well, I think it could work there, but it also could work there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something that comes to mind when you said, like, it connects the offense to the defense, mm. something, a flavor that can connect a lot of different things within a pizza roasted garlic actually you might be right and it's also a very strong flavor yes it's kind of but it's also like a base flavor like it's yes. a strong base flavor well this might be our best match of the night girl you did it girl that's <gasps> I win. what it is thank you 100 my life it's has been leading garlic. up to this thank you all for this beautiful moment i'd like to thank my mom and my dad <laughs> for believing it no i just get sorry <laughs> okay so now we're gonna get up front okay to the 11 and the 7 up front and personal up front and personal all right so the 11 and the 7 symmetrical players on the field are the right and left wingers so they have the definite ability to score goals they're forwards forwards are usually the people that score goals Mm -hmm. but they often act to assist the central forward player and Mm -hmm. scoring goals by feeding them the ball from the wing giving them those crosses giving them corner kicks they're very important in pulling the opponent's defense out wide so the goal is more open and they're pretty well-known names like Megan Rapinoe, Tobin Heath, Kristen Press, Mm -hmm. past players include Sydney LaRue, Amy Rodriguez, Mia Hamm. Okay. So this is where I think we get into some of those like classic ingredients that you could get on a pizza and like everyone at a party would like them and know them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think my first thought, because I like what you said about like rounding out and I mm. immediately thought of like flavors that help round out a pizza as a whole I think ham is a really great option because you think of like ham and pineapple or you could go like more of the full meat route. It's a good like Mm -hmm. meat base. I think that's a good one. Um, What else? What else? What else? I don't know. Um, 
I think you could do something with either like cherry tomatoes or sun-dried tomatoes because they're pretty well connected flavors on a pizza already. Yeah, that makes sense. Or if we want to go off kind of the like they're symmetrical players and they could go together, we could make them a Hawaiian pizza and they are the ham and pineapple. Yeah, but I feel like the only reason I'm not in love with the idea is only because a lot of people are really controversial about pineapple. But then I give to you Megan Rapino. Okay. Oh, you okay. A lot of people are really controversial about Megan Rapino. That's true. But the but the people that love her stand. Oh, yeah. Just like pineapple on pizza. Just like pineapple on pizza. People. Okay, you sold me. Okay, you sold me. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> She's like, good night. Ugh. Ham and pineapple. Okay, and now we might already know the answer to this, but we've got the nine, the striker. They score a lot of goals. They know they are a finisher. They know what it takes to get the ball in the back of the net. They are positioned most closely and directly in front of the other team's goal during playtime. Highly recognizable names, Alex Morgan, Carly Noyd, Abby Wambach. I mean, I think we have to go with the most classic pizza topping. I think we do, too. I think we have to go pepperoni. I think you're right. And for all those people out there that when I think because there's like a duel between pepperoni and then just cheese pizza like which is the best kind of thing and people that like cheese pizza I get it it's your thing but we already have mozzarella as our defender so get yeah mozzarella is our goalie yes so get off our backs about it I would argue that the one and the nine are like kind of the most important players on the team yeah and I think cheese and pep pizzas are the most notable in the game those are the one everyone knows cheese pizza Mm -hmm. pepperoni pizza you can rely on them those are the two pizzas everyone gets at a party because everyone knows those are safe yeah everyone knows them not nobody's gonna pick up a cheese pizza and go what's this if they do that's a little scary yeah I think you're right and I think that we really we really did it to them. We really did it to them. Yes. So to review, okay. our soccer team is made up of fresh mozzarella in the back, mushroom and onion right in front of it, jalapeno and chorizo, those wing backs. We got pesto and artichoke as our, our uh, right and left mids. Okay. We got roasted garlic as our central mid. Nice. Then we got ham and pineapple <laughs> as our wingers and we got pepperoni as our striker wow we did like this is the most fun i've had all day granted i worked for eight hours today but like this is the most fun i've had all day what a lineup what a lineup i would send those 11 players onto the field for the world cup Be like let's go let's go and I think each flavoring pizzas down. Each flavoring has its own little bit of fire. 
Oh, yeah. Like, we didn't pick out any boring ingredients because there are no boring players on the U.S. women's national team. Well, well, I think all of them are very accomplished people, but I definitely like the personalities of some of them way more than I like the personalities of others. I also think there are people that are way more fit to be in the public eye than others. Oh, definitely. And I think there are some people that want to play their sport and do their thing and then go home at the end of the day and just, you know, like some people like the platform they have and some people don't. Yeah. That's just my two cents on it. That was really fun. That made soccer very fun. Yeah. Well, I can send you pictures of hot ladies later if you want me to, but... (laughs) I don't know if you'll be as into that as I am, so. I am excited that you like looking at the hot ladies all day. Yeah. support. I have a photo album just of Emily Sonnet photos, so. I hope, to goodness sakes, she doesn't find this podcast someday. I don't think she will. If she does, it'll be, like, a miracle. But also, like, hey, girl. Hey, girl, hey. (laughs) What's up? Annika's like, love you bunches. Slide into my DMs, girl. Slide into my DMs if you wanna. I'm not that much younger than you. Does she have a girlfriend? We don't well, even know what her gay? sexuality is. Oh, okay. I, because sorry, I should have asked. She's literally, like, never had a relationship in the public eye. Hmm. So we don't know. So, we don't know. Will it break your heart if she's straight? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> Will it be devastating? Yes. <laughs> 100%. And it's not just me. It's going to be all these other Tumblr lesbians out here. There's a community of us, Olivia. We just, oh, my God. We live for watching Emily Sonnet in long sleeve jerseys. I don't know what it is about the long sleeve jerseys, but there's something about the long sleeve jerseys. Oh, and her bun. She does like a really cute messy bun. Who knows? That bundo. That bundo. But she didn't start doing a bun until like two years ago. And mm. there's a big debate on whether you like ponytails on it or buns on it. That's a thing. Ponytails on it is like very spicy. But buns on it is like way more serious and like like really getting into those games, you know? Oh my god. I think... This is my favorite moment of the <laughs> podcast right now. That there's a debate between how she does her hair. Oh my god. Y'all in the Emily Sonic gay community are killing me. Yeah, if any of you like find this this on Instagram by the hashtags that I use on our posts, um, please tell me which side you're on. Let us know. Let us know if you like ponytails on it or buns on it. Maybe I'll put a pull up on our story how many people follow us on instagram not enough go follow us on instagram guys you're listening to this follow us on instagram like follow us on twitter oh we have a whole 16 followers also i need to shout out really quick before we wrap up um one of my co-workers like i went into work and i was like hey guys listen to my podcast thinking nobody was going to listen. And one of my coworkers, Max, shout out, 
listens to my podcast regularly and he's like hey listen to your podcast this week and he like gives me like not like corrective notes but he like tells me stuff that you know he's like oh like I like that and da 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 one time he was like your audio is kind of you know and I was like we're recording this from different places in the world I said don't hate and y'all also there are no boom mics out there right now yeah because quarantine quarantine was, yeah and but I said that to him he's like oh I guess that's a good point I was like I don't want to like I was like I mean I'm hoping this podcast will kind of go somewhere and then I'll invest he goes I guess that makes sense and I said thanks but shout out to him because he actually listens to it and he like wants to talk to me about it and it makes me feel good so thanks man that's all um love the support thank you to everyone who listens to us Please, yeah, please, please. to Emily Sonnet for listening to this, since I know you're listening <laughs> maybe, to this. Maybe our podcast will become gigantic one day, and we'll be, like, at the top of the charts, and one day she'll be scrolling. She'll start yeah. from the beginning, and then she'll run across <laughs> this episode, and she'll be like, she'll fangirl over you. She's gonna be like, oh, Annika has a crush on me! <laughs> Yeah, that's how it's going to happen. It's totally how it's going to happen. That's 100% how it's going to happen. You know, in an alternative universe, it's probably happened. True. Maybe in a parallel universe, I'm dating Emily Sonnet. You never know. Maybe in a parallel universe, I'm a professional soccer player. (laughs) Okay, let's not get too crazy. No, just kidding. (laughs) You're already way too good of a dancer. Like, you can't have both. Why can't I have both? Emily Sonnet has both. What What do you mean she has both? She's a good dancer, too? Yeah, I'll send you videos of her dancing later. She's not, like, a trained dancer. Okay. I'll send you videos later. Am I going to get angry? No. You know when you Why just get, Why would you get like, angry? Well, okay, okay, okay. Let me please explain. You know when you meet those people or you see them out in the world and they got like they got it all they're good looking they're nice they have, they have several like talents. talents yes yeah. and you're like how much greatness can be put into one physical but like i i don't have anything man like, you have things but you know what i mean do you yeah. get the oh, feeling i completely know what you mean like you, you shouldn't be allowed to be good at more than three things yeah like Everything beyond three things, you should just be allowed to be average at. Yeah, I agree. Like, very, like, below average. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm very below average at baking, but I'm going to keep trying. That's so good. I'll send you some recipes. Okay. Just the cake I made. So, y'all, I graduated, and I was like, I'm going to make myself a cake. And it was too dense. But I think the recipe called for way too many eggs. And I think that's why I might have overmixed, too. But. Anyways. Okay. We probably got to wrap up. I think that we've gone on quite a while. over an hour. I'm so sorry that I get so riled up about my soccer players. you apologize. Right. The people Gender equality. (laughs) That's what really got us off on a tangent. That's why this podcast is so long this week. Yeah. Um, And I oop. And I oop. All right. Any notes to finish on? Sadly, I don't gotta go pee. I was about to ask. I have been drinking a bunch of water, but I do not have to pee currently. Mm. 
So I guess we can go on this podcast until I have to go pee. Just kidding. We should end. Oh, yikes. No, yeah. It's bedtime. It is the bedtime. Oh, I have to get up early. Mm, fun fact. During COVID, my dad decided he was going to build our basement because it's like unfinished. So tomorrow morning, my sister and I get to get up and put insulation in the ceiling. Ooh, girl. Very Sounds excited. Fun. It's not going to be fun. But I get paid to do it because my parents are nice. So. So kind of fun. Uh, it's fulfilling my bank account. This, yeah, the, that's true. So, so here's what I have to say. Kay. Pay people for the work they do. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Let's pay our women soccer players the same amount as the men. That'd be cool. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Come <laughs> and back next like, week. On that note. On that note, like that's what we need to finish on. Bye. Okay. Bye, everyone. See y'all next week. Remember, please follow, like, subscribe. Now we're on iTunes. Rate, comment. Yeah, give us a review. Um, and we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for we love stopping you. by. Yeah, love you too.